You better prepare for this one. Why? You may think you know everything. He's an idiot. But I'm here to spill the truth. You are delusional. History part of This is the tantalizing truth. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 14 of The Tantalizing Truth. I'm Thomas Sayolo alongside Nick Feta. Nick, how you doing today? Great, buddy. Uh, later recording, but I uh, love the nighttime stuff. Nighttime. Night owl, so I'm ready to go. Ooh. So uh, before we actually dive into the episode, uh, we didn't review. We don't have time to review our picks from last week. Um, Nick beat me by a score of 8 out of 13. I had yes, 7. Yes, sir. So shout out to you. Uh, we both got our busts and booms, right? I had Lamar Jackson stinking this week, and, well, he delivered yep. on his, my prediction. I had Brandon Ayuk going off, which he did. Nick, you had uh, Zeke not doing anything, and, frankly, that might be a theme for the rest of the year. <laughs> and you also had Travis Kelsey going off, which he yeah. did, but, I mean, it's the Jets. Thank so. you, Jets, yep. <laughs> the, 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 the Jets are clutch. Jets are clutch. Jets are clutch. All right, well, let's jump right into it. We got some NBA news. The uh, Players Association and the league have, are going to vote. It is pretty much imminent at this point that they're going to start the season around December 22nd. So um, Christmas NBA basketball might be returning after all. And they're going to have the draft. I think in a couple of weeks we'll have a draft episode coming up. We do mock draft and whatever. Um, and they're going to have – Free agency start about 48 to 72 hours after the draft. So, Nick, the NBA is trying to cram a lot of stuff in here as well as opening up training camp for December 1st. For teams, say, like the Lakers or the Heat, who went all the way to the finals in game six was, what, early October? And then for teams like the Knicks, who ended whenever and they weren't going to go anywhere anyway, is this too short of an off season for a team like the Lakers or the Heat, or is it, and is this too long of an off season for a team like the Knicks? I mean, yes, it's way too long, one hundred percent. But the Knicks, I mean, you know, that's what happens when you're not a good team. Get good. Um, yeah, seriously. But <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting too because this season's bound to be a little shorter anyway, so they can kind of get back on track of normalcy. Um, so the short rest can, I guess, be compensated by the shorter season. Uh, and also, if you're the Lakers, quit your whining. You 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 won the championship. You want to be the champions? Get back out there and try and repeat. You know, um, there should be no. I get it. You're tired. It was a long process in the bubble, but you're getting paid millions of dollars. You just won. If you are really a winner, you're going to want to go and and prove it again. You know, uh, I think the Heat. You tell the Heat they're ready to go by December. They they're hungry. They didn't take it. They're hungry. You know, um, I'm surprised that they're starting this early. I didn't think the players were going to pass it. I get it. It's tough. You train your body during an off season. You need that rest, but um, you know, it's, it's good in the long run because the earlier they start, the more normal these guys will feel kind of getting back into the routine of a real uh, NBA season. Yeah. I mean, we look back the last time they started around Christmas was uh, 2011, 2012. Do you remember that chaos? Strike here. Yep. Lockout. Yeah. The Knicks were projected to be one of the best teams, and they finished seventh. The Heat kind of walked their way to the finals. The Thunder made the finals. Um, a lot of teams that people thought would be good were underachievers, and that looks like that could be the case for this year. But I guess it's a way to get back to normal where they start around Halloween or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, look, everything is all crammed. The pandemic has messed everything up. And some people, if you're really going to reach this far, think that coronavirus is election infection. So we're not going to comment on that. But who knows? Maybe all of this can change by Christmas time where there's a vaccine and everyone's just like, all right, it's game on. Yeah. No, we don't know. So we got to kind of wait and see. So we're still stuck here on Zoom. But some other NBA news that came out, more significant news that I should say at least, um, there's some trade rumors actually. Drew Holiday is apparently going to be traded. The Pelicans are open to shopping him around for stuff. Uh, Nick, we see teams like the Nets or maybe the Bucks giving up some assets that are in need to get him for a win-now move to try and get a title. Do you think Drew Holiday has a big open market? And if so, who do you think is going to take him? Uh, yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I think it's been that way for a while. Um, he was an all-star, I think, very young in his what, career. Like with Second year in the Yeah, with Philly like in the early part of the 2010s. Um, but, you know, yeah, he's a great – I would think he – I really think he could be a good fit with the Bucs. Um, my question is, though, what do you do with Bloodso then? I've never thought he's been great for the Bucks, but I think Drew Holiday is a guy, remember, you could put him on any team and he'll help. He's just so versatile. He, he can do a little bit of everything. He's a great defender, playmaker, can shoot a bit. Um, I also think that, you know, a guy like him, trading for him is so crucial, but it's, again, he's underrated, so people don't realize how crucial it is. He plays on the Pelicans. Uh, it's kind of not wasting him, but, you know, he, he's not really needed there. Because they're a young and upcoming team. And this guy is a guy who's great, but he's not the second best player on a team for these guys. And he's, he doesn't need to be. You know, I, I, think, I think it's almost smarter for the Pelicans to shop him and see what they can get in return, whether it's for their future or for right now to kind of build and get more uh, youth on that squad. But for Drew Holiday, I think, yeah, man, let him, let him go test the waters. Try and see if you can get anything great for him in return and send him to a contender because I think that's where he belongs. I mean, look, obviously, my thing is don't accept a stupid trade. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, there's always that possibility. But um, I would like to think that David Griffin, who know, seems to know what he's doing. But you bring up uh, the Bucks, who are a team that likes to spam the threes. Yeah, Drew Holley is certainly an upgrade over Wes Matthews, and he can probably make up for the loss of Brogdon. It's just my only problem is that is he going to immediately fall off if he goes to a contender? You know, yeah. the guy is – what is he making? 20, 25, $28 million? Yeah, he's making good money. Somewhere around there, yeah. And you don't want, to want him coming in after he's been averaging 20 points the last couple of years or close to it. Then he just comes into your team and just craps the bed. I mean, that's probably where I would wave the red flags in terms of caution. So I guess take Drew on a flyer, but – you talk about future assets. What a the Knicks could probably give them stuff, but I'm sure that they're not going to do it because they're trying to get Chris Paul. I, the only other team I really see if they want future assets is probably the Nets. And we already saw the ridiculous trade package that was put together. It was like Holiday for Dinwiddie, Levert, and Jared Allen. I mean, that's that's a lot, man. That's their whole bench. That is that's a lot. The whole bench. If I'm the Nets, I don't touch anything until you. F- play a freaking game i wouldn't touch anything until you know what durant's gonna look yeah, like. yeah exactly they haven't they haven't had a healthy lot of roster i don't know why you would try and throw anything around if you haven't seen what your current team can do when they're at full force 
I mean, yeah, you also have to look at, you know, the locker room cancer that a lot of people think that he is. Is that going to be a problem where you're, okay, well, we're going to have to trade him because he's like screwing everything up. There's always that possibility. DeAndre Jordan, I mean, is declining as it is. He wasn't even good his yeah. first year. He wasn't even good when they traded him to the Knicks, the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Immediately fell off when he showed up to the Knicks. And he's just getting worse. I mean, I wouldn't want to trade Jared Allen if I'm the Nets. He is by far their best center. Yeah, he, there's questions about his weight. Like, can he put on more muscle and compete with the Embiid's or the yeah. Siakam's? You know? There's always that, but everything else, technical-wise and skill-wise, yeah, he can do it. He gets the job done and at an above-average rate. So I wouldn't touch anything until you know what you have in your two main guys. Can Steve Nash coach? And I guess the one other team I look at is the Miami Heat. If they don't seismically trade for Giannis, I guess he would fit right into their system if you really think about it. Yeah, no, Holiday, I, again, I think he's a guy who could fit in anywhere. Um, but, yeah, he's the type of player that the Heat uh, kind of like to breed, you know, a, a, a guy who can do a little bit of everything. And he's also got the experience. The interesting part for me is I forgot how long he has been a Pelican. He's been where they've for just, a long time. He's been a Pelican since 2013. Holy crap. Uh, and it's – he just hasn't really done – or it's tough to do something there. They obviously were not good the first few years when they had Anthony Davis. They haven't had much talent to build around. Um, they got the tail end of Eric Gordon. And, and it's, Kyrie it, I mean, I just, I think you got, I, I, I think this guy should get out of there. It's, I mean, I guess it depends too, because you never know what the Pelicans are going to do in the future, these future years. Drew's not, he's, he's close to 30 years old, so he's still got some time. But maybe, I don't know, does he want out too? That's something we don't really, no, necessarily. It's not like he's a superstar and he's very outspoken. But, um, yeah, I mean, I listen. Again, I love the Heat. I would love to see him go there. Um, but it, it's, it's all obviously depends on the Pelicans' management. But it also, in a way, I think it depends on him, too. I don't, I don't know if the Pelicans would move him if, if he were to say to the management, listen, I don't think I want to go anywhere because he's been so good for them for so long um, that he's not hurting them, but he's also – yeah, he's helping them, of course, but – He's not hurting them. Yeah, he's it's a nothing. Razor. How about that? He's a. It's floor. nothing crazy, where keeping him or getting rid of him would make a huge difference because you're getting something in return, but you're also losing a, a leader. You know, I think he is the leader of that team. Not he's not the best player, but he's the leader, similar to like a Kyle Lowry type thing. Um, Only difference is Kyle Lowry was on a playoff team for a lot longer. Exactly. No, Kyle Lowry is definitely a better, a better overall player, but they have that similar vibe to them as a, as a locker room guy or as a general. No no doubt there. I just, the only problem I have is if you trade away holiday, you're going to have no adults on the team. I guess that is the one thing. That's the one vets. JJ Redick. Yeah. JJ Redick. Well, he's, he's not going to stay. He's a, he's a, he's a guy who comes in to shoot threes. That's it. He, that's, that's what he is. And he's getting older. He's 35, I think 36, maybe. He's still, he's still got it. Yeah, he's no, he's still got it for sure, but he's not the type of guy who's going to be a veteran leader, maybe a locker room leader, but not a leader on the, on the court per se, just because that's yeah. not his, his physical I role. I guess the one other team that I'm thinking of, and I don't know um, if they really have a package to do it, but just in terms of need and fit, uh, I look at the Clippers because – as much as I like Lou, Will, but yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I know you're shaking your head on the screen. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough one because I know they like Lou Williams and they did get killed in the Denver series with the perimeter game because, yeah, Pat Bev is cool and all, but 
he ain't yeah. no Drew Holiday on defense. And, yeah. you know, how nice would it have been to have Holiday guarding Jamal Murray? Yeah, I don't think they're taking a pass. I don't think they would take it, no. But in terms of just, like, fit and need, that's the only, like, other team yeah. I can think of. And I think you know? the Clippers, I don't even think they should go after it. I think they need to get their shit together, frankly. I think yeah. they should. I mean, the talent Jerry on that West, team is ridiculous. When Jerry West starts threatening, when he starts threatening, you know you are in some deep shit. Yeah, that team, <laughs> that team is too talented to, to not do anything past the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, that was, George Paul. That was embarrassing, but they get, you know, one year to, to figure things out. That's, that's all I'm giving them now. You guys have way too much talent to waste for a second year. you got to at least get to the conference finals next year. Come on. One more uh, trade rumor that I saw. Um, well, in case you're living under a rock, Daryl Morey got hired as president of basketball yeah. operations for the Sixers. So uh, analytics infection is taking its talents from uh, – from Houston to the city of brotherly love. So next thing you know is you're going to see the cheesesteaks being made by math nerds at the uh, local oh, cheesesteak restaurant. So be wary. But uh, I saw that they were going to try and trade for James Harden. I mean, that's which not, will not happen, but it's, happen. <laughs> I love when superstars get brought into things because it's just like, Oh, what if, yeah, what what if? If? that's the Knicks. That's the Knicks. The uh, last, like, if, Oh yeah. It's always the Knicks. More but no, than Harden, Harden's not going anywhere. Um, no, he will not. He's I think not. to him, he also does not want to go anywhere. He doesn't. He of course he wants to win a ring, but that's not what it's about to him. It's about being I mean, James the East, Harden. The East is definitely an easier path, but I wouldn't. Haul. But that's not what he cares about, man. You know, yeah, exactly. He's been he's been doing it so long in Houston. He doesn't want to be labeled like the rest of these stars who switch. He just likes. You know? Yeah, I think he's happy. So yeah, he's definitely just, happy. Yeah, he's, Sixers fans, you're you're not getting Harden. I mean, yeah. trade no, Simmons, no. but don't get Harden. No, no, no. It's not going to happen. Week eight, the New York Giants. Nick, your G-men put up one hell of a fight versus Tampa Bay and the Bucks. Uh, yeah. I uh, I watched the whole game. Um, me and my dad, I went home. I was impressed. I was really impressed with how hard their def- the defense showed up how hard the defense played Blake Martinez and coming from a green Bay fan. I know him all too well. He is when he on, yo, he is like, he's a dog. Stop everyone in their tracks. You will not yeah. get yards after the catch of Blake. He's a Martinez. dog. 100%. So I want to get your take. And I know that you are going to probably take a dump on Danny dimes here. Uh, yeah. I mean, not as much oh, as, as don't. you may think, <laughs> But to me, I, I, we talked about this earlier, but the Giants right now, in my opinion, should at least be, what are they now? They're one and seven. They should at least be three and five. They had a chance to be four and four. I really think, man, if they were to convert that, that two-point conversion, they would have had a new life in them that, they'd never, that they didn't know they had. I really think this team is not as bad as the record shows. There's a comparison between the Jets and Giants, and it just is not right. The Giants are um, – <laughs> significantly better football team could have and should have beaten the Eagles and Cowboys. I think we will beat the Cowboys next time we see them. I think we'll beat the Redskins this week, but it's, yeah, it is, it is heartbreaking to lose that game against the Bucks when they were in it the whole time. They had a lead for half the game. Yeah. I mean, they were up big. So I was, I mean, yeah, Danny Jones, I I've told myself now, if you're a Giants fan and you don't expect at least one turnover, uh, you're crazy. You're, you're but the issue was the second turnover that came was in a crucial moment. They were on, they were in Tampa Bay territory where even if they kicked a field goal, I think they would have got up, I think maybe six to eight points. I don't remember exactly, but, 
and he was scrambling away and kind of throws off his back foot a pass like away quote unquote and it gets picked off and yeah i was at home as well and and my dad slams down on the ottoman and i'm like oh here we go again oh god uh but you know it's 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 troubling to see man but it's i I get this is his first full season starting you know uh, but it's tough to see the same mistakes be made over and over and over especially that that Tampa Bay defense is good, but they were not great that night. They were not great. So he had some great passes that he made quick. When he gets out of the pocket, he looks good. But it's just, it's just so disappointing, man, like, to, to lose like that when they seem like they're so bad, but then they play well for a majority of a game. And it's just a few plays that kill him that are mainly Daniel Jones' fault. It's terrible. It's just flat-out terrible. I would say the one thing, uh, again, Green Bay fan, but coming from watching Aaron Rodgers play, and it takes time, obviously, for great quarterbacks to emerge now. Am I saying Dan Jones is going to be Aaron Rodgers? No way. That is, that is a very tough plateau to reach. And the only one that I see doing it right now, other than Brady and Breeze, because they're all in like the same category, Patrick Mahomes is the closest thing to Aaron Rodgers right now. But Dan Jones, he can be good. Now, look, I'm not yeah. going to totally kill him here. I know that the second interception is definitely definitely on him. It's That offensive line, it was better, but it, it still is a, a clown. Yeah, shot. there's a lot they got to work on. I mean, they there's had a lot a, that needs to They be had a couple of plays and drives where they had a whole rookie O-line. Yeah, which that, again, that was bad. That was not really bad. <laughs> a horrible idea, but at the same time, it's not like we drafted. Yeah, we did draft all these guys, but. It's not like they were the number one, two, three, four, five pick. You know, yeah, it's, you don't have a Bakhtiari back there, yeah. or a Lindsay, or a um. Okay, 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 uh-huh. okay. Um, I'm bragging, but you know what I mean. No, it's it's yeah. I do miss the old the old days in the Super Chris Bowl Snee. era when we had yeah Chris Snee, David Deal, Sean O'Hara. That was a good just, line. All these beasts blocking for Eli, but uh. It, the O-line has gotten better, but we've also, you know, Nate Solder's not playing this season. Yeah, um, sure. That's a big loss. There's there's a lot. Will Hernandez had COVID. He was out. Even on the defensive end, Lorenzo Carter's out, I think, for the whole season. He was one of our best linebackers. Uh, the defense is, has been holding up, man. Like you said, Blake Martinez is great. He's a, he's a good he's pick. He was a good Him pick and up. Peppers are, are two defensive captains, and for good reason. They're the best two players on the field. You see them on every play. Either they're in coverage or they're – shadowing the QB or the running back or the tight end, whatever it is, they're there. Again, though, it's just not an individual effort in a game. You got to have everyone. It's 22 guys on each side of the football on the field at once. So you got to kind of merge as a unit. And I think, again, as the time goes, it should only get better. But uh, we have some tough games coming up in the schedule. You got to win against Washington for a morale boost. But the issue is we already beat them once. We already beat them once. You can do it again. You know, yeah, we can definitely do it again. But a division rival game, you never know what's going to happen, especially when all four teams stink. (laughs) I mean, look, the way you guys played Tampa Bay, I have no doubt you can beat the football team this week. Yeah. And going into uh, leading off with Washington, the football team, and the Giants, we're getting into week nine picks. Nick and I are going to try to predict the games again. Nick won, as mentioned before the show started. He won last week in week eight. So... That's cool. I am looking for Revenge of the Sith. And I'm just going on a two-gamer. So just letting everyone know. Okay. Okay, (laughs) P-Mac. Let's jump right into it. Giants versus the football team. I'm going with the Giants. I'm I'm buying in Big Blue this week. I think 
The way they I'm played last fool, week, man. there's no doubt they're exactly. going to pick them. I'd be a fool if I didn't pick them. And I will always pick them when they play a team that is their talent level or worse, 100% any day of the week. Let's go, Big Blue. Jaguars versus the Texans. Oh, this is going to be a battle of the running backs. David Johnson versus James Robinson. Uh, they're fresh off the bye. LaVisca Chenault is a name to keep an eye on, especially for this week. How about all the Jacksonville receivers? Because the Houston secondary is just a clown show at this point. I'm going with the Texans. It's a no-brainer. Uh, yeah, this is a weird matchup, but I think I'm going to go with the Texans too. I think the Jaguars have kind of been eh recently i used to There's say they talent, were but i used to say the past few weeks i've said they are uh badly good i guess or good <laughs> for a bad team <laughs> what but uh yeah they've been bleh, recently so yeah i think houston's got it what is that term <laughs> they're bad but they're they're one of the good bad teams <laughs> all right whatever ravens versus the colts i don't know how much of a contest this is going to be uh i'm going with the ravens this is just simply yeah. our talent the colts maybe maybe the colts play some good d but i think the ravens are just too good offensively and and defensively but uh yeah Baltimore. aK dobbins played well last week he's gonna yeah. be the lead back at some point they're they're i think they're just too good for for the colts vikings versus the lions uh the lions team which is in short matt stafford and ken galladay are out I think because of COVID reasons, I don't know. Uh, so it's the TJ Hawkinson show. <laughs> and I mean, I guess DeAndre Swift and Marvin Jones have to step up, but it's not like they're very good. But I'm going the Vikings last week, Dalvin Cook. The kitchen was literally on fire. <laughs> he was serving up filet mignon from Gordon Ramsay's restaurants, and he destroyed the, my Packers. So I'm going with the Vikings this week because I can't doubt Dalvin Cook again. I I would have liked the Lions, uh, but yeah, they're just they're not winning against the Vikings with the backup QB. Also, Minnesota played great last week. Don't remind that, me. Yeah, with that <laughs> upset me. against Green Bay, they held on. So that was big. Yeah, I've got Green Bay, man. Or jeez, <laughs> I've got Minnesota. Bears versus the Titans. This is going to be an interesting game. I think the Bears are frauds at this point in the season. Everyone kind of thought they would be the sleeper contender for the Super Bowl, but. Uh, Clearly, they are not. Their defense is not what I thought it was, and their offensive play calling is getting close to Cowboys levels. So uh, I'm taking a flyer on the Bears, and I'm going to pick the Titans. Yeah, I also think Titans are uh, looking for revenge. They got embarrassed last week against the Bengals and Joey B. Um, So, yeah, I think Tennessee should take this one. I mean, not easily, but I think they've, they've got it in the bag. Panthers versus the Chiefs. Um, look, the Panthers, are, they play a lot harder on offense, at least, a lot harder than we think. McCaffrey is coming back, so I don't know how the Chiefs are going to prepare for him. But if we look at the Panthers' offensive coordinator, whose name escapes me at the moment, his offensive play calling is actually really creative, the way they use Robbie Anderson and DJ mm-hmm. Moore. And Curtis Samuel finally coming alive. Um, but I'm going with the Chiefs. I would be a fool not to pick them just because they're just they're the most overpowered team in football. That's as simple as leaving it. Chiefs. There you go. <laughs> One word answer. Boom. Seahawks versus the Bills. This is going to be a really interesting game. This might be the game of the week. Yeah. A high-powered offense versus a really good defense who also has a really good offense. But uh, 
the Seahawks are machines. I'm, I, I can't not pick them. They're just yeah. unbelievable. Yep. Uh, I, again, I've liked the Bills this season, but I love the Seahawks, man. I just don't – I can't see myself picking against them unless I see a, a team that's just, like, very – they just outmatch them. Uh, so, yeah, I've got the Seahawks. Broncos versus the Falcons. I'm going to go with upset alert here. Uh, I think the Broncos can win. I think it's entirely possible because every time we seem to pick the Falcons, I don't even want to get into how Yeah, but I'm picking them again. Oh I'm picking them. God, Nick. I'm picking them also to prove you wrong. I think – uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. We'll get into it, but I'm changing my boom based off of that pick I made. So we will, yeah, we will talk that. later. But yes, Falcons are my pick. You're outside of your mind. <laughs> Raiders versus the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers just traded away their best defensive player, in my opinion, at least. So maybe they're gonna get exposed. But I'm gonna still pick the Chargers. Justin Herbert has been unreal, and he's starting to really develop some chemistry with Keenan Allen. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the Chargers on my list for this week. Ah, uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. I think I'm gonna go Raiders. Um, okay. Yeah, I think they're bound. I don't know, man. I think they're bound for a win. Uh, Empire Strikes Back again. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, like you said, it is tough. I think easily the Chargers could take this game because Herbert's been on a, on a tear. Um, but I think I think Gruden's gonna bring the boys out and 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 come out come out with the victory. I guess the only other person who could probably steal Offensive Rookie of the Year is Herbert. In fact, he, he could win it. Oh, he yeah. It. Oh, yeah. He has a really good chance. Dolphins versus the Cardinals. Uh, Ooh. To a time, he didn't really do much last week. He only threw for 93 yards. They did win. They annihilated the Rams, whoever by Yeah. Them. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Uh, I don't think Tua is ready for a team like them, especially when you're going up against Kyler Murray, who is really – elevated his play in his second year yeah cardinals um the dolphins have been a shock man but they've been surprisingly I, uh, good yeah i've also just been rocking with the cardinals all year um i i just think yeah they've got a lot i've said it i think every time i pick them hopkins kyler so hopkins is your boy <laughs> yeah hopkins is my boy yes that is very hopkins true is we boy. are we are tight but <laughs> um yeah so arizona Steelers versus the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys last week? Oh, my God, week, Jesus. Wow. Bandage. They are awesome. <laughs> Clown show. Clown show. Clown show. Clown show. Yeah. Uh, can we just move on from this one, Steelers, and call it that, man? I don't think – I hope uh, Cowboys we, fans realize they're just going to be infinitely they're the, They are like the second coming of the Jets this season now. Are they the Knicks of the NFL? Can we say that? Is that I mean, I would say no. Term? I would say the Jets have that title, man. Ah. Uh, no, just because just because of the New York and and yeah, I guess okay. yeah, and also the Cowboys have been good recently. So where the past few years, three four years, you're looking at <laughs> two three years ago even. Yeah, whatever. Saints versus the Bucks. This is going to yeah. be another fascinating game. This is the Sunday night game. So Al Michaels, who my friend called senile the other day, what? and Chris Collinsworth will be calling the game. This is this is going to be a really fun game. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun game. But I'm going with the Saints. Alvin Kamara is a unit. He has been the best player in football this year, in my opinion. He is versatile. He can not only run the ball, he can play as a slot receiver. So I'm going with the Saints. I would go with the Saints if I knew that the bum Michael Thomas was playing. Slant boy. But because I don't know that right now, and I also doubt he will because he, I guess he just hates me in all of my fantasy leagues. I'm going with the Bucks because of Brady. 
Uh, he was good, but not anything special last week. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, this one. Um, and I see the Bucks overall having more weapons. So I, And I've been riding high on them. After just sneaking away from the Giants, I think that's a little bit of a wake-up call for them, too. So I got Tampa. Yeah, maybe Brady will actually start screaming even more than he already does on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. And the Monday night game, this this <laughs> Oh my god. I don't even know who to pick. It's the Patriots versus the freaking Jets. <laughs> what I don't know who to pick. <laughs> is Jameson Carter gonna even play? I, is and we talked about this earlier in the year, Nick. You said this is the one game that the Jets might be able to win. Yeah. Uh I pick I'm picking the Pats. I don't I'm sorry. I'm just I can't I can't do it. Oh man, I, I don't know. I can't dude. favor the Jets at all. I'm gonna <laughs> No. Don't. Uh, it's don't. a joke and a half this game. No, don't. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Never mind. I would I was gonna say I could I mean, you know what? I think I'm going to – no. No, I'm not. I'm picking the Pats. The Jets yes, Oh, okay. They suck. They suck. They suck. I don't I, – Okay. Because, listen, if I'm wrong in one week with these guys, I know I'll be right every other single week. If I week. get not this game wrong, I'm going to be really pissed. So, sorry, Jets. You suck. Yeah. Pats are winning. Oh, my God. I, you were teetering between picking the Jets. I'm like, no way. I mean, listen, sometimes you never know. Oh. But. <laughs> the fantasy bust and boom of the week. Nick and I attempt to give fantasy advice. As stated last week, if you're in a league where the entry fee is $90 or more, do not listen <laughs> because we do not want to be the reason that you break your bedroom wall after you lose out in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So uh, please don't sue us if that's the case. But we're going to try our best. So Nick, bust of the week. Who is going to take a dump on the bed? Ah, uh, All right. So I, I had this switched around. We usually don't start with a bust, but I guess, man, I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel? Okay, interesting. I don't, I mean, I, I don't have anything against the Panthers or anything, but I also, I don't know. I think maybe the Chiefs D is going to be a, an issue. Every once in a while, they, they look like they're an elite defense. I initially had Julio Jones as my bust, but I'm just going to jump right in now and tell you, I, I want to say him as my boom, but I won't. But Curtis Samuel is my bust. I'm actually going with another Panthers receiver. I'm going with my boy, Porcupine, Robbie Anderson, huh. who I traded for after week one. In a, I wouldn't say it was a frantic move, but I gave up Justin Jefferson and T.Y. Hilton to get him. And it's paid off so far. I mean, last week he produced his worst fantasy week with 9.8 points. Um, I'm going to pick him as the bust here only because I feel like the Chiefs D is going to step up. And if they're going to zero in on anyone if, of a deep ball threat, which is where they do have problems, it's going to be Robbie. So I am going to pick Robbie. It pains me to say that I am, but booms of the week. Nick. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Uh, He's been going on a tear recently. I think he's up there in receptions and and, uh, receiving yards in the leaderboards. Um. He's got an actual I, quarterback that throws. <laughs> I also think that, again, the Seahawks defense gives up a lot of points to receivers. I'm hoping that's a high-scoring game. And I've always loved Diggs, even when he was, uh, you know, the 
the Minneapolis miracle with him catching that touchdown pass to beat the Saints. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, I love that dude. So I'm picking him as my boom. For some reason, I always gravitate towards whoever's playing the Jets. <laughs> and I'm going with Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. All right. Running back. Um, I mean, the Jets are just non-existent at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I expect Damian Harris to completely tear them open. Um, he has been quietly not bad this year. He is. He was kind of slow getting out of the out of the blocks, but he's picked it up the last couple of weeks. He's not a bad option. So if you need a flex, I would definitely pick him up off the waiver wire. And who knows? Maybe he can be. Uh, he's probably their number one at this point because James White is atrocious. So Damian Harris, that's my guy for the week. That's gonna do it for us here on the Tantalizing Truth Show. Uh, for Nick Feta, I'm Thomas Aiello. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Tantalizing Truth Show. We're always posting new content there. Make sure to leave a like and a rating on Apple Podcasts, please. Five stars. That really helps us out. Uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify and clear enough of your storage data on your iPhone. Or if you have an Android, I don't know what they do on that. To make sure you can download our episodes. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Peace out.